Provincial government's new housing rules are are going to bring a lot of changes, but it does depend on the community that you live in. Each city, you see, has the ability to use the rules how they want. And in Kelowna, that means, right now it looks like anyway, an end to most short-term rentals. That's right. In Kelowna, where many people go to vacation, probably stay in a short-term rental, Kelowna has voted to eliminate most of them, including those on Airbnb. So why would they take this step? And aren't they concerned about the impact this could have on tourism? Well, joining us now to talk about that is Tom Dias, who's the mayor of Kelowna and voted in favor of these changes. Thank you so much for being here. Um, Thank you for your time and good morning. Good morning. So why did you vote for this? Why did you think this was uh, important? Well, I, I think it goes back to initially when we started um, looking at short-term rentals, and it was something that we had asked staff to start to look into for us back um, early into 2023. So there was a fair bit of public engagement that we went through, and they also looked at the details around it. And we had about 2,400 um, short-term rentals within our community. Um, 1,100 of them were um, licensed legal. Um, And so there was a concern with regards to the number of ones that we had in the community and the number of ones that were operating and how they were affecting the neighborhoods of our community. So when staff went back, they looked at the 2,400, the 1,100 that were legal, and then we knew that we had about um, 500 of them that would fit into the new provincial rules and regulations with regards to being in primary residences. So what we looked at, what we did is we then basically kind of just whittled it down from there to allow a grandfathering of the 500 that would fit into the current rules of the provincial government being in principal residences. Um, and then basically said we would hold with those amounts and just not extend any more licensing. So it wasn't that we, um, you know, we totally eliminated from the community. We looked at what was able to be uh, operational under provincial legislation and said that we would not now issue any new license under those. Um, we would allow the existing uh, grandfathering of those residences to be in place um, and then potentially look at coming back to the province and um, ask for some exceptions, being a tourist area, in areas that were initially designated for um, short-term rentals. Okay, so even though there will be some that will be grandfathered in, that's a small number compared to those that are operating now. Is that right? It is. It's a, it, is a, it is a small number, but it's in line with what the provincial um, rules and regulations are, because out of the 1,100 that we had that were um, operating legally, um, there would have been a good number of those that would not have met the criteria right. of the provincial legislation at this time. So do you think, Mayor Dias, that this will improve the rental situation, like for long-term renters? Uh, no. Um, uh, you know, to be totally honest with you, I think from a tourism standpoint, <clears throat> it is a little more difficult um, for long-term rentals. And I think that's part of what is, will, you know, we will need to work out as, as municipalities and as a province over the next little while. It will provide visitors the certainty that when they, when they are booking something um, online through the RBO or 
um, that uh, it is a legal unit and the unit is legal and it, and it is um, registered. But from a standpoint of volume of number of units available, it will be, you know, definitely less uh, throughout our community and throughout uh, many communities throughout the province. Right. So what is the vacancy rate like there? Does, does Kelowna struggle to find, uh, you know, accommodations for people who are long-term renters? That was one of the one of the um, items that was definitely looked at and put into place why um, staff came back to us with some of these changes because there is the just the availability of long term rental within our community is very difficult for individuals to find and being a tourism oriented uh, being a tour- tourism oriented um, uh, um, city. The other part of it was for the workers who are working within those industries to be able to find accommodation so that um, the tourism businesses were able to stay open the hours that they needed to stay open. We saw a lot of that happening last uh, last summer and through, as a, through the busier, busier tourism times. So that was one of the steps, making more units available for long-term rental for members of our community was was an important part of the decision-making. Okay, and do you believe this will make a difference? Well, we, you know, when you look at the math of knowing that there was 2,400 or 2,500 units that were being used for short-term rental before, um, you know, a num- good number of them legally, you know, and a lot of complaints that we continually receive as as council and as the city from people who are being disturbed by a lot of these units. Um, and we're now down to 500. Um, it, it, it would, it would, you would assume that definitely there is the, now the availability of more units for long-term rental. And we are seeing a little bit of that, uh, you know, with, um, with staff just looking online and checking units coming up for rental a little bit more. We are seeing a little bit more of that. I think that there'll be, a number of scenarios that will potentially work itself out over the next year or next couple of years. And this may be revisited once again um, on how, you know, how it looks within our community and do we potentially go back and open up the opportunity for more licenses to be held in areas that is allowable within the provincial rules that may, may take place. Uh, but um that will uh, th- that's going to be a little bit of a process. Right. Okay. So, what is enforcement? Uh, what's it like right now? And and will you have to add to that moving forward? <laughs> well, and I mean that that is a, a great question because again, that was one of the one of the reasons why we looked at changing uh, because the amount of time that our bylaw per you know with the city was involved with going to residents that um, were. Uh, Airbnbs and individuals who held properties and a number of them did not even reside within our community. They resided in other communities, but they rented the property out within our community. And so bylaw was going back and forth. And now you're dealing with the people who have rented the property as opposed to the actual owners of the property. So it becomes a little difficult to enforce. Um, the provincial enforcement unit that they are going to establish, I believe, sometime into the fall of this year, will definitely, you know, we'll be looking forward to that. But also the fines, with the increase in the fines, 
um, and what they've gone up to now being a daily fine of up to $3,000. Um, I think collectively um, with all of those items coming into play over the next little while, it will assist with the enforcement on municipalities also, and that everything has to be on the online platform with a registered um, you know, license to it, mm-hmm. and that they'll be monitoring that. I think a combination of those items will, will help. Okay, and so you talked about the timeline, the process for this. So what is the timeline how, how you know over which you foresee this happening? Is it over the next year? And in the meantime, does that mean that you know there's going to be kind of a gray area for some of these to keep operating? There, there is. I mean, and for us to look at putting in business licenses and the business licenses that we offered to um, those outside of the outside of the 500 um, to operate until you know the rules come into effect on a May 1st. So, um, and then that they receive their licenses on a prorated basis until that period of time. And then after that, um, it would then be effective for just the ones that we have legally. Um, allowed to operate within this community. And then for those under exemptions, is there the opportunity for the province to consider and look at? I know we're not the only community. Um, I'm certain there'll be other communities within the Okanagan. And I've heard of communities on the island also looking at uh, requesting some possible exemptions uh, for specific tourism areas. So can they be looked at prior to the summer months? we hope, uh, but um, there is that definite element of uncertainty. I think this is some of the, as our as our you know planning and building department say, these changes are some of the some of the biggest changes they've seen um, come through in in this particular area in in quite a while. Wow! Thank you for talking to us about it this morning. Thank you for your time. That's Tom Dice, who's the mayor of Kelowna. Big changes coming to uh, short-term rental regulations in that community. They have voted to well, dramatically restrict the number of allowable legal short-term rentals uh, versus what they have right now. Now, if you think about that, Kelowna is a vacation destination uh, for people all over Western Canada. That is going to limit kind of the offerings there, but this is a, a process, as the mayor mentioned, that is going to take some time to sort out to what it means. But in the meantime, what it's going to mean is that there is going to be a reduction in the number of short-term rentals available there in order to help provide uh, more homes and housing for people who work and live in Kelowna too. If you want to weigh in, simi at cknw.com.